welcome to this week's episode of More Tech. I'm your host, Michael Amorgan, and our co-host. Hello. Uh how you doing, Vikwell? I'm good, tired, but I'm good. How about you? I am pretty good. I'm hoping this rain that suddenly started like right before the show doesn't interfere with the internet. So <laughs> Kill Bahamas life. Pretty much. Um, we have an interesting startup topic today. I'll, I'll be quite honest. And it's one that we've kind of been told from childhood. Uh, most of us never really listened to it, though. At least I would think. I didn't. 100% didn't listen. Neither did I. That's That might be the reason why both of us wear glasses. Uh, um, if you haven't figured it out yet it's about your eyes and um essentially screens are killing your eyes that that's like the summary of it that's that's what you need to know right there like that's everything no um essentially what it is is that when you're looking at screens in particular so it could be your tv screen it could be your monitor it could be your smartphone uh this thing it, these screens are essentially causing your eyes to strain, which is why after a long period of time of looking at a TV or something like that, your eyes are typically tired. And this is for two main reasons. One, you're pretty much keeping your eyes focused on one thing and at a certain distance. And um, the other one is something called blue light. So the first thing is something that we can easily try to resolve. And some, there are some programs out there that you can install on your computer or your smartphone or whatever it is. And it will pretty much tell you, okay, you know, it's time to look away from your phone, essentially, um, like the next few minutes. Uh, or get up and walk around, stretch this out of the next, some, pretty much something to get you from looking at the exact same distance, which is setting your eyes to then become adjusted to it. And that could put strain on it as well. Typically, when you're out and about walking around, your eyes focusing on a bunch of different things and different distances and whatnot. So when you're sitting still and you're just staring at the same thing, it can actually hurt your eyes like that. The worst part about it, though, and especially in today's day and age, is the blue light aspect of it. And so, yeah, sure, the thing from back then, that was kind of an idea but the blue light is something that's relatively new and being studied on um so yes parents you you were right you were right i always thought it, i always thought it was like a thing for them to make you start watching tv and go outside i thought they were there. i just thought like you don't know parents have the bad lie that they tell yeah yeah i thought that's what it was but then like over the past few years, I've also noticed like TV shows or anime and stuff like that. They will start off saying like, hey, don't actually watch this in a dark room. In a Turn on Especially Kintama. Um, yes. I realized that they usually have like a little like a little disclaimer at the bottom there. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe people knew about it a bit more often. Maybe not. I mean, but, you know, this was a thing. Hey, Wooly Lemon. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, not sure why Catbot took that away. Sorry about that. Um, you, call it, you call it Bot Catbot? That's the that's the bot on Mixer. Um, oh, cute name. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I need to turn Catbot down. Sorry about that. Um, Mixer. We've had some really weird people on Mixer recently, so that's the reason why we um, have Catbot set so high. Extreme. Final form. <laughs> really? <laughs> um, they've been bad. I don't know about Final Form. I don't want to see what Final Form is on these things. Um, but yeah, we have it set to high. I'll put it to medium. Yeah. So blue light is kind of a newer kind of thing. And <laughs> oh, so Dwan's watching the stream. She's laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah so she oh apparently she's dying um but 
blue light is the thing that's happening that's the more recent more modern thing that's killing your eyes and the reason for that is because there are different wavelengths for light um if i can find it correctly they pretty much say that no activity like nothing really is bad about green yellow or red light aka the gyr even though you know people sometimes consider the lights the color spectrum to be red green blue but it's some it's like red green yellow blue uh yeah but blue light is the thing that actually hurts your eyes and that comes from everywhere that is considered a light source even the sun technically probably another reason why they say don't look at the sun it'll blind you um, yeah so that was a myth so i always looked at the sun growing up uh i mean i looked at the sun from time to time just to like test the theory out and I never got blinded but i always like when i closed my eyes afterwards i would always see like this dimmed orb <laughs> in circle? my eyes yes exactly <laughs> So I said, you know what? Maybe there is something behind it. Let me not do that. I did it for a while. And then as I got older, stop. Yeah, so you both wear glasses. Yeah. This is this is Dwan trying to throw shade at us right now. We already, exactly. we already talked about this earlier on the stream, Dwan. We don't need your negativity. <laughs> stay, in the, stay in the stream. We love you. We love you. Don't worry. Uh... But there's actually been studies now. And I mean, sure, you've been probably seeing on different devices things like night modes or um, things that pretty much allow you to make your screen a little bit redder or like make it black and uh, white and gray or whatever. It's grayscaled. Uh, and a lot of other ways that will like pretty much turn out the, the blue light. And like Tali's saying right now, that there are actually glasses out there that are supposed to dampen the effects of blue light from PCs, tablets, smartphones, that kind of thing. And yeah, even TVs have it, so you can use it for there too. And then, of course, you can sometimes buy glasses that actually have UV filters already built into them. So that can kind of help as well. So all that being said, this study that just recently come out as of this month, has apparently resurfaced and pretty much um i shouldn't say resurfaced but it kind of resurfaced the topic of it and so more there are people that are now making videos about it like unbox therapy and his uh, public service announcement you pretty much say you know crank that red all the way up make your screen yellow um i think he made his computer go like that permanently now as well except for like when he's doing video editing and stuff um and so yeah there are people that are like even well people in the tech sphere that are starting to do this because they want to improve their eyes and the thing about this is it's literally actually killing your eyes because it's actually poisoning the cells and they say uh that they quote found that blue light exposure causes retinal so your eyes to trigger reactions that generate poisonous chemical molecules in the photoreceptor cells essentially what allows you to see an image and process well it process the image before it gets it sent up to your brain so on and so forth so they then say that it's toxic if you shine blue light on retinal eyes the retinal kills photoreceptor cells as the signaling molecule on the membrane dissolves so your molecules on your your eyes are literally dissolving because they're being poisoned and killed off uh which is scary in a sense <laughs> uh they then say that um, working with this cellular photochemistry group the photoreceptor cells do not regenerate in the eye so they once they die they're dead they, uh, they actually say it. when they're dead they're dead for good um, they also introduced retinal molecules in other cell types in the body, such as cancer cells, heart cells, and neurons. And when exposed to light, these types of cells died as a result of a combination with the uh, eye cells. Uh, blue light alone and retinal without blue light had no effect on the cells. 
So it's that direct um, combination that's creating the poison that's killing off the cells. Hey, Zephyria, welcome back. Thank you for hosting again. Um, now, that being said, they found that a molecule called the alpha, and I'm probably going to get this wrong, tocopherol. Uh, yeah, I, I, I pretty much have that wrong. I, I have a feeling. Which is a vitamin E derivative and a natural antioxidant in the eye and body. Which kind of makes me feel like I should be eating blueberries at this point. Um, stops the cells from dying. However, as a person ages, other immune system is suppressed. So, if you have anything that pretty much suppresses your immune system, like a disease or something like that, this is also going to happen to you before you even start aging. Um, people lose the ability to fight against the attack by retinal and blue light. So... Essentially, anything that weakens your immune system is going to make this happen to you faster. Which, you know, is also age. Why do noses run but feet smell? Uh, <laughs> that's an interesting question, Quigonton. Uh, a good one. Honestly, I don't know. Maybe because the feet feel left out of the situation since they're so far away. I feel like that's <laughs> the wrong answer. I feel like, Vicky, you have a better answer. I actually, I actually don't have an answer for that. It was funny, though, but I don't have an answer for it. <laughs> uh, okay, so... That's, apparently that is when the real damage occurs. So essentially your eye, your body could resist the poison and stuff like that for a period of time. But as you age or your immune system declines, then that's when things get serious. Because uh, what they're saying is that if you look at the amount of light coming out of your cell phone, it's not great, but it seems tolerable. Um, that being said, some cell phone companies are adding blue light and so on and so forth. And But to protect your eyes from blue light, they advise to wear sunglasses that can filter both UV and blue light outside and avoid looking at cell phones or tablets in the dark. So, Zephyrio, what? I, why do your feet smell of feta cheese? Cheese. Um, wow, a catbot's really. Oh, okay, yeah, I can kind of get why that one was taken off. Um, Heights said that once his GF was licking something. Her tongue slipped. Um, we're gonna say it, it, it went onto the feta cheese. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so apparently that means that these glasses of mine that, you know, filter UV light don't help with that at all. So. Your <laughs> wow. eyes look so small with your glasses on it. <laughs> Really, Vicky? I think my eyes look the same when I take mine off. My eyes look really small. What do you guys think? Do my eyes look small, like when I take off my glasses? You, you guys need to tell me. But yeah. Overall, they say that every year, more than 2 million new cases of age-related molecular degeneration are reported in the United States. And by learning more about the mechanisms of blindness, which they say if we don't keep, like, in tune, like up to date with this and actually, like, manage our blue light uh, intake, I guess. Yeah. Uh, by the age we're, like, 50 or 60, we'll probably be blind or the be likeliness. Blind? Yeah, the likeliness of us going blind increases by a fair amount imagine the the the, the kids growing up they want to be blind ready high by the time they hit 20. so all they do is on the ipads all day this is true this is actually very true and we give that like we we can literally go out and find like a two-year-old with a smartphone that his parents just gave him to watch youtube or something like that or play some yes. games back in my day i have a smart i don't actually know well yeah i don't have a smartphone until I was in high school. What was that phrase just now? Back in my day. 
Okay. Look at you starting to sound old. <laughs> um. But yeah, sorry. Go on, go on. You back in your day. Oh yeah, back in my day, I didn't have no smartphone until like I was in high school. I think I didn't get my first smartphone until I would say more or less like a sidekick, but when we didn't have the capabilities over here, so I kind of scratched that one. And then after that, I think my BlackBerry was the first smartphone I had. Yes, I had a BlackBerry. Nah, I was in grade. Nine ten, maybe. It a, was it a curve? Yes, I had a curve for like a couple months, and then I got a torch. And then after my torch, I upgraded to an Android, and I was all pro team Android until like two thousand fourteen fifteen. Then is when I when I switched back to my roots. Mm. For those who don't mm -hmm. know. Uh, black the BlackBerry Curve is the one that has the. Some of them had touchscreen, but the majority of them had a, just like a little uh, ball on it, plus a keyboard. And then the Torch was a full screen, uh, touchscreen. If I that was the one you had, right? Yeah, and then you could just slide it up and then reveal the keyboard. Yeah, uh, BlackBerry was popular, popular back then. Now it was BlackBerry Nation back then. What you talking about? Uh. Talidrea is saying though that molecular degeneration is typically heretical, um, and that technology has basically changed that. And she's actually quite right with that. Um, Talidrea is like our in the scored disability expert, I guess you could say. Interesting. Um, yeah, she's she knows quite a bit about that. Cause my parents wear glasses, so now I run. So now I have to wear glasses. Maybe. Like my whole, my whole immediate family wears glasses. Tally, do feel free to answer that in chat. Um. <laughs> uh, what they're saying is that uh, pretty much lens eyes they can't block it, they can't reflect it, so it's it's going to happen unless you have these special glasses or filters. Or unless you're actually using something that dampens the amount of blue light you receive from these devices. Which, you know, like I said, it actually, at this point in time, doesn't hurt to have your uh, filters turned on. I know my one of my relationships I was in, my now ex, quite literally laughed at me and made fun of me about it with her friend who was also there. And both of them laughed at me. But I wonder who's laughing now. <laughs> I, I I I somewhat made fun of it as well. Like when Apple first introduced the night shift more, just as I like, I used to like that first day, and I was like, I'm gonna use this. Like I don't like how I look on my uh, I don't like how my screen look. It looked funny. And then when I watched Lewis' video on, I was like Monday, Tuesday. Like I fly on, I fly to hit that night switch button so fast. <laughs> I I put it on my on my computer, my iPad my phone and my ipod i hit that button there so fast so like now it automatically turns on when well, my laptop it automatically turns on when sun goes down and then it stays there until the sun rises and then for my ios devices because it's much too late i just have it set to i think their recommended time is like 10 to 7 so that's when i use it yeah roughly pretty much like an hour before you go to sleep and um you know, in the a little bit in the morning, pretty much as the sun goes up and down. Um, yeah. But I mean, again, a lot of people are just turning it on, period, now. Because it does more than just affect your eyes. But literally, it affects your sleep. It affects your memory. Um, like, saying that saying, quote, the disruption to your sleep schedule might leave you distracted and impair your memory the next day. It could also make things harder to learn. Um, it can lead to neurotoxin builds up that makes it harder for you to get good sleep. Neurotoxins, brain, poison, not good. Uh, people whose melatonin levels are suppressed and whose body clocks are thrown off by light exposure are more prone to depression um, by de disrupting melatonin in sleep. Smartphone light can also mess with your hormones that can control hunger, potentially increasing obesity risk. There's connection between light exposure at night and disturbed sleep. 
that can come with it at an increased risk of um, breast and prostate cancer. They are saying that it, they investigate whether it can lead to cataract. And of course, like we mentioned earlier, the retinal damage. So, yeah, there's some pretty big things as to, you know, why you should take care of this more than just your eyes. But your eyes are pretty important. Mm -hmm. Luckily, I wasn't one that then used my laptop in the night. Usually when I use my laptop, I always have the light on. I always fall asleep with the light on. And someone just turns it off for me. So luckily, I wasn't killing my eyes too much. Too much. Compared to compared to persons that sit in the dark all day just on their computer. That could sometimes be me. Even at work, I sometimes just turn off the light and just let the light from the outside come in. But if the room's still kind of dark and I just have my monitors there. And then when I'm home, I'll like to turn off this light here and just watch TV. So I probably should stop doing that. Um, but there are some benefits to blue light. Um, they say that it helps boost alertness and helps memory and cognitive functions and elevates your mood. Which, again, it, so it kind of works with and too much of it can work against. It regulates your um, circadian rhythm, which is how your body wakes up and falls asleep. Exposure to it during daytime hours help maintain a healthy cardian rhythm. Too much exposure to blue light at late night, though, can disturb your wake and sleep cycles. And not enough exposure to sunlight in children could affect their growth and development of the eyes and vision. And that early studies show a deficiency in blue light exposure could contribute to the recent increase in myopia and nearsightedness. Hmm. There's a lot more to this than just bad things. Everything has their pros and cons. Exactly. Everything has a pro, everything has a con. And I think that's what we really need to keep in mind, especially when these PSAs go out and like people start freaking out. Granted, you know, I I do have my stuff on my phone at work set to um, reduce my blue light, and now at at home on my laptop, I have it set to reduce the blue light outside of streaming hours, essentially. So there is that. Plus, you know, when I'm outside, then I get blue light as well. Exactly. Equivalent exchange. We're going full metal alchemist on this. <laughs> uh, next up, though, is something that happened a little bit earlier this week. It's the NVIDIA GPU that came out. For those who are unaware of what it is, it's pretty much the thing in your computer, be it a laptop or a desktop. Um, desktop being those towers, you know, those cases that you have. That allows you to run games and make them look really, really beautiful. And run, like, not stuttering and stuff like that. They also are important when you are building games, um, editing videos... And stuff like that because that's pretty much what allows them to render the games and videos that you would actually be watching uh just at home and so that's important both in the back end and the front end so nvidia came out this week saying that they are bringing out the new generation of uh gpus into the world something that's more revolutionary than when they brought out something called cuda um, CUDA. Now that was important because that gave a really significant increase into how uh, long it takes to render a video or render a game. And so the performance in your video encoding and uh, playing games improved quite a lot uh, when CUDA came out. Now that's been going on for a while now, and we and video currently has one of the best. Uh, graphic processor units, which is what GPU stands for in the world, called the uh, 1080 Ti. And then they also have the Titan. And the Titan's a little bit more advanced, costs quite a bit more than the 1080. But both of those have been blown out of the water by what they've announced this week. Those are called the GTX. 
this is now this so they're starting up a brand new line called the rtx and so it's the rtx uh 2080 the 2080 ti and the 2070 now the 2080 and the 2080 ti are pre-orderable as of now and you can actually start pre-ordering computers with them now and the third-party makers like msi um evga and a few others uh they already have these so they're already starting to make them so you're going to see also price drops on these things along with some possible higher specs um because these third-party makers can actually start to modulate these things make them either better overclock them underclock them uh take out certain things make them a little bit more affordable this kind of thing so it's really important when you start to get into that so the overall performance of the baseline nvidia gpus though that came out are at least 1.5 times better than what's currently out there that may not seem like a whole lot that's roughly 50 percent faster in easier ways of explaining it i'm having some slight problems with my chrome with your what chrome yep my safari seems to be working a-okay i don't think it's necessarily my chrome it seems i'm having some i might be having a few problems with my computer i'm hoping things don't act up um yeah so it's my computer right now uh pretty much what this is they're saying though is that while the 1080 uh nvidia gpus were able to run 4k at roughly around 30 frames per second these are able to run 4k uh and actually do well 4k 30 frames per second at a stress test level they were now able to run it at 60 frames per second during the same stress test actually technically 72 but they underclocked it a little bit for the presentation so that's that within itself is a massive leap the reason why they're saying that this is able to do all of this though is something called ray tracing and that's change that's what's really changing the the way we're going forward stuff because ray tracing is allowing everything from with the way how they shade the colors in the games and stuff like that as well as how light reacts and so they don't have to spend more time and more energy into like saying a light is coming from here and like tweaking it to make it look a certain way the light just they put a light source and the surrounding areas just work their magic and it looks more realistic without having to do a bunch of computations and spend more energy on that so they're actually saving energy and with that power and so they can use that power to then increase the performance of whatever they're doing be it rendering uh, a game for actual or a video or actually rendering the game so that you could play it so a lot of places now they're saying you know hold off these things are great to get but hold off for the real world um tests on these and that makes sense and so because at what they were all talking about at the actual presentation the nvidia was pretty much saying oh hey well we're not going to uh compare it to before because now we have a new way of categorizing these things a new way of um performing these statistics and they're pretty much calling them rts so where the uh 1080 was going like 11 or 12 rts this was going like 72 RT. So they were saying, like, oh, it's, a, it's a big, big jump. Thank you for the follow, Danny Estrada. Um, so while they do that, then people were saying, eh, well, that's, that's ray tracing. That's light. That's not necessarily performance. Wait for the real world performance, which makes sense. Because if you're going to be dropping four to a thousand so 400 
to about $499 to $1,000 roughly on a GPU, you want to make sure that you're getting the utmost best and it's just not, not a step up. So what they did, NVIDIA heard this and said, you know what? Here's what it's actually going to do. And essentially, the 1080s are like here and the new set are like up here in distance. And like the seven, the 1070s are like here, 1060s like here. So it's kind of like that in performance levels. But again, I would still say wait for the actual things to come out so we can actually make sure that I'm having problems with the hardware so that we're not see, making sure that um, the, how should I put it? The temperatures aren't going wild and stuff like that because essentially this is running what they showed off last year, which was two volt, sorry, four Volta um, GPUs, which are GPUs that pretty much are run by supercomputers. And they somehow managed with a 10 year process, they said, to condense it into one GPU, which they're now selling to the populace. So it's, you know, it's a little wary. It's first time technology. Um, I would say people are right in, you know, saying hold off for a little bit and then seeing how things go. That's that's my two cents on it. That's always my two that's always my two cents on new tech. I usually wait to see how it plays out. Then I go on YouTube to see how everybody else is reacting to it. And then I decide if I want to purchase it that way. Which makes a whole lot of sense. Um, but either way, if what it is, what they're saying is true, and all the specs are correct, because I, they said at the beginning of the conference, all the specs online are wrong, but some of the specs that came out a few days before their conference were actually kind of right. So, mm, let's just see. That being said, our last topic for the night is on Apple. So I think, Vicky, you're going to be happy about this topic. Yes. And it's more specifically about their level of charitability over the past few years. More, spe more specifically, roughly about the past 12 years, um, which kind of started off with the product red line. Red. Mm-hmm. Lord, it's already starting. It's already starting, people. What? I, I, I bought two two product red devices. Mm -hmm. I really feel that line. But you continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so if I remember correctly, it was a product red iPod. Uh, nano? I think nano. it started with the Nano. I think it was a Nano. I, I'm not sure if it was a Nano or a Touch. Uh, I didn't have they well they had the touch but they had the touch like later on so like I think maybe uh, fifth fifth or sixth gen oh I know sixth now so yeah I think I think they didn't do the touch until like between the fifth and sixth gen but it started with the nano I think it was um I literally was just watching a video on the history of iPods yesterday um <laughs> uh which nano was it I think it was. I want to say third. Wait. I think I think between the third and fourth gen Nano was when they started Product Red. I know it was in two thousand six um, when they started. Two thousand. Oh, wait, it might have been. It might have been the. Yes, it might have been the third because the first. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, the first. The first iPod Nano was on with the glass front and then like the um, stainless steel back. And then the second one was when they introduced the aluminum. And I think the third is when they had the aluminum with the colors. Mm -hmm. I think that's when it was. So essentially, they've been starting off with this charity with Project Red. And roughly every year, adding a few items to the line and giving them a red color to go with Project Red, which is the whole thing behind it. You know, you get a red product. It's a Product Red product. They give something back to charity. If I remember correctly... It was they gave ten dollars back to charity every time you bought one of those iPods, which were like a hundred and something dollars. So almost ten percent. 
back to charity. Um, and so, uh, I forget when it was, but I think it was 2012. Uh, they also partnered up with U2 and their charity. And around that time, it was said that they had a, with Product Red, they had given back around, I think it was 50 or $60 million to Product Red. And so that's when the charity started. But things have kind of changed over the past few years. And granted, Project Red is still Product Red is still happening. But the level of charity that we're seeing nowadays never happened while Steve Jobs was alive. Like and there are there are a few articles that go into detail about it, saying that, you know, the stuff that Tim Cook is doing, who's the current CEO of Apple would never have happened under Steve Jobs. Like he, he just didn't see that as his vision, which makes sense because he was a marketer, not really someone who was necessarily a people's person. Well, unless he, he was marketing to you um, or a real tech guy. Jerry Mad for himself. Not necessarily. Physically. I mean, in a sense, but not... Hmm. I could also see it as a means where he was thinking about the marketing element of it, like doing this is going to help raise our awareness and then this out on the next. And so we're, we're going to get more people to buy the stuff. I could, I could see him thinking like that. I would hate to think that's how he thought, but I could see him thinking that. And I know that's going to be a very, yeah. uh, <laughs> probably how they ended up selling, probably how they ended up selling so much, uh, the product red products and the youtube ipods i know the youtube ipod classics i know those were like top sellers well they were hits back then yep exactly to a point where they even made a second generation youtube ipod classic so i could same thing about it that way i mean it might be sad but it's the honest truth in a sense it is the honest truth but at the same point you like you do you really want to think that about like a dead person No, the way they portrayed him in his movies, I could see it happening. Seem to be in. Oh. I don't want to say it, but they 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 portrayed him to have this certain attitude within his movies. So I could I could honestly see that happen. This is true. So let me see. Yes, it was a red iPod Nano. Uh, sorry, and the, they started with Bono as well. And so the global fund to fight AIDS, tuberculosis, and malaria. Uh, they also did a one-of-a-kind red MacBook Pro, which sold for $970,000. A Johnny Ive-designed red desk sold for $1,685,000. And, of course, then the leather cases and stuff like that came out as well. Um... It was in 2013 where it was $65 million were given for, to Product Red that Apple um, made. And of course, they're... Okay, no, that's... That's a... Oh, tra trash can. Oh, the trash can Mac Pro looks so good. Product Red. <gasps> don't, don't. Oh, man. Don't, don't. No. No. This is gorgeous, it's though. It's a trash can. It's essentially a trash can. Yeah, but it's gorgeous. And this the the metallic finish. <sighs> and then it was, I think, in 2013. I'm looking at this right now. 2017. That Tim Cook revealed that Apple thinks a little bit differently about charity now. Um. He said that the reason why they never set up a charitable foundation, um, they said, I looked, well, he said, I looked at it in early 2012, which is when he took over, and decided not to do it. And here's why. When a company sets up a foundation, there's a risk, in my judgment, of the foundation becoming this other thing that is not connected to the company. It has a separate board of directors. They make reasonably independent decisions sometimes. It becomes a separate thing. I don't want that for Apple. I want everybody involved because I think that is the power that we bring. 
the things that we can do is because we're stronger it's with our unity there it's when we pull all of ourselves in we don't work on that sorry we don't work on that many things but we try to put all of ourselves in it if we had a foundation my fear was that i was going to do something that 10 or 12 or 20 or 50 people do and all of a sudden for the 120,000. It's just this separate thing out there. People work here to change the world. So I think that this should be integral to the company. Sorry, this should be integral to what the company does, not a peripheral and a foundation. So he says all of that essentially say that they're not going to really focus on all this other stuff. They're going to keep being Apple, essentially, or at least the idea of Apple. And keep doing things that help people. And he's done this personally a number of ways. So, for example, uh, let's see. It was in 2015, Tim Cook himself donated $6.5 million in Apple shares to charity. Um, which was 50,000 shares of his shares, mind you, not the company's shares, to an undisclosed charity according to a filing. Now, when he took over in 2011, so that's a correction for me, he didn't take over in 2012, they say that he's been proven to be a far more outspoken on charitable and political matters than his predecessor, Steve Jobs. That he has donated undisclosed amount to support gay rights in his home state of Alabama and pledged to give away all of his wealth once he's paid for his nephew's college education. Which, you know, we're, we're actually seeing. Then he also goes a step further with his decision making. And then August, so this is actually a few days ago, uh, apparently they donated. 23,215 shares of Apple stock to charity, according to a filing. Um, the stock's current price was, get this, um, close to $5 million. And then, not only after that, there was a uh, flooding in Karalia, India. And Apple now steps in and they gave, well, they're allowing for Mercy Corp donations to help people affected by that. So they say that, and this is a day afterwards now, this is the 22nd of August. Apple today added banners to the App Store and iTunes Store in Mac and iOS devices, as well as its homepage, allowing customers to donate to Mercy Corps to support those who have been affected by massive flooding in Kerala, India. Um, Apple is allowing customers to donate using credit and debit cards that are already um, on file for a no-hassle donation process. Apple customers can donate 5, 10, 25, 50, 100, 200 um, dollars, 100% of which goes to Mercy Corps. Um, Apple often uses iTunes and App Stores to raise money for charity during major disasters. Uh, like when they recently collected money on behalf of the American Red Cross to help California wildfires. They've also collected donations like the 2015 Nepal earthquake, the 2013 uh, Philippine typhoon, Hurricane Sandy in 2012, the 2011 Japan earthquake and tsunami, and the 2010 earthquake in Haiti. So, that being said, this company... Simple things that come. This company has donated a crap ton and facilitated donations a crap ton. I mean, they got the money for it. So, not to, say, not to say like that, but they do have the money for it. So I can understand. But I think that's just Tim Cook being super duper generous and having a warm heart and wanting to give back to the people of the earth. You're right. But I know the, the, the banner stuff that they usually do for the app store. They do that a lot. Like as soon as something happens, they automatically change the banners. They add like 
post it like they automatically like, throw it in your face for you to update it. Uh, I mean, for you to like donate. And like sometimes if they change their website homepage as well, like the image there to um, to reflect the scene, to reflect whatever natural disaster happened. And like you have the, like they do the product red version to the app so whenever it's coming around that um, AIDS awareness, I think there's an AIDS awareness month. Yeah, so they usually yep. do like the product red icons then, which persons whenever they purchase things in, in app, with that app, they donate some funds towards the AIDS awareness as well. And I mean, you're right. They have a crap ton of money. I think the last thing I saw was around like, yeah, they're, they're now worth like a trillion, a little over a trillion dollars in stocks, but they also have like ways of generating income. Like they're, they're sitting on a few hundred billion dollars. And then they themselves use that to then run stocks. And actually, it's almost like they're a private bank within itself, but they're not. And so they're always generating more income, even outside of its consumers. So, I mean, it would make sense if things are happening. And if you are wanting to be an outspoken company, you know, the, the entire thing for Apple was to go against the man and to be outspoken. And so if you want to be a leader and be outspoken, you have to show those tendencies. And that also means being generous when the time comes, when things go wrong in the world. And it's good that companies like Apple step up like this. And I think Apple has this very special place when it does stuff like this because of how they do it. They're, I don't see Google doing product red. I know I see Amazon. They have like on their website, product red products. Oh, you guys don't have like, the the app icons change to like a red version and, oh nope. oh i thought it was like uh both android and ios thing well then nope and see that's that's a really nice thing that apple does that other companies don't quite literally there are only a handful of companies that partner up with other companies like this um, sometimes they'll do something for a major relief fund, um, within the world, but most tech companies don't, they may facilitate a means for people to donate, but giving their own funds, that's a hard sell. So kudos to Apple and kudos to the, <laughs> not just to Apple. But the people the who customers are, as well. Exactly. The people who are actually spending the time and buying the product red. Not only the time, but the money. And I personally know people who only wait for a product red item to release to get it. Or will wait and see before they buy other stuff to see what's coming out for product red and see if they can buy something, even if it's not something that they necessarily need, but something that they would want and could use and buy that. Right here. I didn't need it, but I wanted it. So since I did that, I was like, you know, it didn't make sense to me spending my money and like it's not going to cost. So I bought the product red one. There you go. Case in point. So, you know, kudos to you guys. I you guys are making the world a better place. So give yourselves a pat on the back. And you're finally getting praised for being an apple sheep and not just rah rah rah. No, apple no, no, did this, no, apple did that. No, you got you gotta make me you're gonna make me take <laughs> this back, Vicky. <laughs> I'm not saying hurrah to the apple sheep. I'm saying hurrah to the apple giving away and to those taking the time to donate and those who are buying the product red stuff. Don't forget, product red is not just on Apple, it's on Amazon. There are other companies that actually support it. You can buy a ton of products on for Product Red on Amazon. They actually have a section of the website dedicated just to Product Red items that you can buy, and you know the funds go to Product Red. Oh, I actually never noticed this section. I'll check it out. See, now you learn I, something. I don't, especially new today. But I know Apple usually like they like they literally throw it directly in your face, so you cannot say that you missed it. Which is important as well, because then a lot of people say, oh, I didn't know this thing was happening. I would give him money. Well, no. Bop! In your face. 
You have no excuse now. I think that's awesome. I think it's awesome on a lot of different ways, but it's awesome. So that covered our topics for this week. I think. Yeah, I think it did. Yeah. And we actually made it in a respectful time frame for once. We did. Like it's before seven thirty. Like it, yes. granted, it's only seven minutes before seven thirty, but it's <laughs> it's seven thirty. Um. So yeah, uh, Vicky, anything you want to say before we sign off? Go mm, so awful. <laughs> well, uh, I do want to say, you know, esports. Well, rap is back. So uh, that's again going back on Tuesdays at six thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You're free to tune in or listen to the past episode that happened this past week, where we talked about Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Destiny Two, and it's try at you know getting back up to date and actually becoming a good game. And was that when they introduced the flaw stance and the new update? I mean, yeah, was it there before? No, they, they did a few stances, and there's a few things that are being changed. So, I mean, if you're interested in that. Take a look at the last episode. It's a lot of part of it. Um, and of course, more tech is going to be back next week at Thursday, uh, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you missed any part of this, we're going to have it up on YouTube. Check out the podcast. Jump into the Discord. Have a conversation with us. It's getting more lively day by day. So, yeah. And um, until next time, this is Michael Amargan. Signing out. Bye.